Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Testing. Hello. Sure. Okay, so greetings. Greetings. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bonus of the Heart. <laughs> now, what, uh, it's the morning time. What I've just, I didn't, so look, I woke up to an amazing video uh, sent in by a listener, and Alice hadn't seen it, and I just showed Alice this video, and it was a joy to watch her uh, watch it, because is it the sweetest thing? It's the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. What did you just say? What did you just say? I said it makes me feel like all of our other fans are useless. <laughs> Absolutely useless. So I don't mean that. We Honestly, don't mean that. People are so nice, but oh. I think it's very on brand for our listeners to be useless as well. Yeah, true. I, but this, I hope so. It's a, it's, a, it's a video that I think both of us have um, uh, retweeted um, from um, Alaric. Uh, I think he's in Canada. Yeah, and he sounds Canadian. Uh, wow. Wow. What? He fucking sounds Canadian. Okay. What do you want from there? Here we go. Um, he's a nice boy doing maths problems. I he's mean, Canadian. Okay, so basically, uh, if you listened to uh, yesterday's episode, which would be crazy if you didn't listen to yesterday's, but are listening to today's, please yeah. do not jump in in the middle of this season. <laughs> it will not make sense. It will be kind of highly alarming. <laughs> Um, the idea of jumping in in the middle of the season. Oh my god! Imagine, do you know what's even worse? Imagining somebody who's never listening to this, never, never listened to this. Oh god, I'm going to have a stroke. No, no. Imagine someone who's never listened to this podcast, choosing the quarantine episodes as the episodes they want to jump in at. I love how we uh, we think we have enough consistency that that would be a bad thing. Yeah, I really don't. You're think absolutely it would be. right. Yeah, You're right. we need to check ourselves. Um, but we've we've put it on our Twitter accounts, and it's Alaric figuring out the maths of yesterday's um, conundrum of who has cooked more, who has cooked the bulk of the meals in the isolation <laughs> flat, which we outed ourselves as absolute maths fucking dumbasses. Also, I'm really glad that he's Canadian because he said maths instead of math. Yeah, that's nice. Thank that God. was a relief, quite frankly. Also, I mean, you know us, you know our views to see someone being competent at something that is essentially porn and we are reporting it <laughs> on Twitter. That's not okay. Like, thank you for the video, but it's actually inappropriate. You've essentially sent us a, you know, an re- incredibly Ryan's inappropriate video. I'm bothered right now. Over maths. Yeah, yeah you are. I, I remember maths now. <laughs> I just remembering maths. I, I, I'm How used to be. you are that maths is the thing that's getting you off currently. No. That's absolutely on brand for me. Of course it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We had a long discussion Did, about you, this yesterday. Were you we? were you um uh were you good at maths at school? Yeah. Yeah, same. Pretty good up until fifth form. And me then, too. And then I lost interest in it as at as sixth a, form. Yeah, I just me too. for some reason it was something I really wanted to excel in early on. Mm. And then as I got into the nitty gritty of it, I was like, I'm never gonna fucking use a quadratic equation in my life. Quadratic. What's going on here? Oh, can you see anything? Oh, we got a bit of disturbance here at the ISO den. Oh, it's your dad putting um, stuff in the compost. Oh, um, I didn't think that compost was in use. Well, that's what I heard when we first moved in. Yeah, but I, I will. How things have changed during the lockdown. Wow, people how are, things have changed. People are composting now. Um, so yeah, I uh, I I agree. I, I think uh, for me, the thing that I was like, f- I'm fucking tapping out is um parabolas okay, i was I like remember those. can you not i don't care i, I was very good at like <laughs> intermediate level and then up until and then in the uh like the harder classes ugh, up until sixth form and then i started reading in the classes wow what and a rebel <laughs> You know, I, I I would skip. Isn't this so funny? My most rebellious thing is that I'd skip 
drama class to go to another English class. <laughs> so I do English That's twice. the difference between you and me, yeah. Like, I would skip teachers... English class to smoke weed. Well, I didn't smoke weed. I smoked in the park and stuff. But That's fucking cool. Yeah, which is bad because I was here. Yeah, I used to smoke in the park and then use Cool Charm to spray oh afterwards God, yes. so that no one could tell that I'd smoked. It's it's so funny. I went to the principal's office so many times just stinking of smoke. Did you? Fuck, I hope my mum doesn't listen to this. Jeez, <laughs> she will, actually. I never got sent to the... Oh, actually, God, no, the once I got... Have I spoken well. about how once I got done at the... Um, I got asked in chemistry class. Say what you're doing. Oh, I'm, I'm opening up a nicotine lozenge. A blister plaque. Yeah, you just, I've quit. Because, you talk, because you're talking about it and you're craving it. Yeah. That's it's crazy. the power of the mind, eh? Is Dad still out there with the compost? No, he's gone now. Oh, thank God. God. Um, <laughs> Good grief. Um, have I spoken this about before? Though? One of the times I got in trouble in high school. I didn't really get in trouble. Like I was pretty much a goody two-shoes. But um, my chemistry teacher sent me to the principal's office in sixth form which is year 12, yeah. um, to ask me to sign a contract that I would not speak to speak in class unless spoken to. Fuck-ing. That makes so much sense. Yeah, and I refused to sign it. I said it was fascism. <laughs> oh, my God. You were such... Th- oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. You would have been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I was a nightmare as well in terms of I would... Not talk back to teachers, but I would talk to them, speak to them as if they were my equal. Yes. In a way. I assumed that they were. Well, I'm not like I respected, you know, this is, I respected true authority, Mm -hmm. like smart authority. And I, I, I resented authority just due to like unearned authority. Status. Yeah. Like, oh, you're the teacher, but you're a dumbass. Yes. And, but the only thing that separates us two is that you are, you are officially allowed to tell me. On the payroll. Exactly. (laughs) And I, uh. I know, but it's really annoying. It must have been a nightmares for teachers. Like I would oh, refuse yeah. to like follow the texts that we were like like set by the teachers. I'd be like, no, I'm actually doing my own text for NCA. But kind of actually got really good marks. Uh, Did you? I fucking bombed in seventh form my final year of school. Oh, I didn't do too well in seventh. I didn't bomb. I just got um, NCA with merit. But I I killed it in fifth form. Sixth form, I changed schools. Had a great time. I killed it in sixth form. Did fine. Did okay. Seventh form, absolutely the bottom just fell out of the whole system. I have... I think I was just fucking over it by then. Oh, me too. But then I think it's okay. Yeah, same. It had because, no ill effect on me. Well, well, sixth form results are the things that get you into uni and get you scholarships and stuff. Because you can't... Because sure, 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 your NCA, sure. your, your seventh form results don't come through fast enough. Of course. So yeah. those are the well, ones you know that truly really matter. You're a little scholarship baby, aren't you? I was a little scholarship baby. On account of your smart laptop brains, etc. Well, I, I, I lost it all. You know, I have recurring nightmares about... Hold on. Can um, you go through... Why did you lose it all? Because I dropped out. Oh, right. For a job in TV. For a job in TV. But I, they wouldn't let me continue to study on a part-time basis. I had to, the conditions was it had to be full-time. Right. And it okay. was just too much. I had Fair to keep enough. up a B plus average, which is actually kind of hard. Is it? Oh, if you don't like, if you like, if you don't like university, it's kind of hard. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. And I was also doing film and TV and philosophy. And it's wow. kind of like, Do you am I, I really failed, doing this? Um, no, I got a C. I got a C in my first ever philosophy paper, first semester of university. Ethics? Ethics. Yeah. <laughs> because you're doing law and all the fucking law students did ethics. No, I wasn't doing law at that stage. Oh. I was doing it. I don't know why. I was did PE, remember? It was my first Oh, my degree. God. <laughs> you got a C at Auckland Uni? Otago. Oh. I got some fucking shit marks in that first year of university. I, I failed one paper. I dropped out of another paper. I got yeah. a C in philosophy. I got a fucking C in English. I got I was bad marks in English. I was I was originally majoring in English, and then I changed. And then I, um, I I nice you know I, you know what I took this recap. <laughs> I I would have actually maybe I would have I would have managed to do a second year of uni. Had I gone to the exams, 
But as I've told you before, I walked to the doors of the exams, every one of my exams and just walked back because I knew that I wouldn't be able to do it. And so I didn't even try. That's so interesting. Are you a person who won't try at things unless you're sure that you're going to succeed at them? Essentially, yeah. Because wow. it's, because the embarrassment of failing, of trying and failing is too much. I've, I reckon I'll try anything. I'll fail. I am an easily embarrassed person. I've got a lot of pride. That's true. You do, yeah. Whereas I have no pride. <laughs> I'd rather... <laughs> I, it's not such true. I'm a humiliated by trying to learn to sing, but I'm forcing myself to do it. I know it's such a huge flaw. It's I can't believe. Mm-hmm. It. But I have recurring Come on now. I have recurring nightmares that I didn't um, graduate high school, and that oh my and, God. like for years, for years. Mm. And I and I wake up and I, like I am in the dream. I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't finish high school. I'm fucked. Which I, is kind of you know. I had a nightmare last uni. night. Did you? Should I, I share it or is it too scary? I overheard it on your Zoom call. Oh, okay. I don't think you should share that. Okay, I'll keep it to myself. It's quite dark. <laughs> okay. You can share it. It's a safe space. No, it's fine. I Anyway, I had a dark nightmare last night. And um, yeah, I guess I'll carry that shame with me now um, to my grave. What shame? Shame for having a bad the nightmare? The shame for ha- of having a bad, of having dark thoughts. No, it's not shame for having dark thoughts, but you know. It's your choice of whether or not you choose to share them in the world. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I, I like how you very much and conveniently skimmed over the fact that uh, Alaric, who did the uh, amazing maths problem, was uh, He's a, matter a matter fan. So, and but, I'm honestly furious at that. But, his friend Brian is a snithead. Oh well, that's what that's all you need. Eh? So it's kind of the yin and the yang. Absolutely. Hey, yesterday we forgot to do our um, 36 questions to fall in love. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. Um, oh, fuck. What was I going to say? God, this episode is off to a funny start, isn't it? Did you just look at my armpit here before? Yeah, I did. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I think brave. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's incredible. It's such a weird thing that you've got <sighs> about body hair. No, I don't have a weird thing about body hair. Although I will say this on Bad News, which is the show I'm, uh, which is the show I'm the host of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching edits at the moment, and there's one episode that's all about like nipples and the double standard, and I'm I'm topless a lot in it. And there are some freeze frames in it, yeah. and on one of the freeze frames, my arms are up, and I do have hairy underarms. And I was like, can we freeze frame on something else? I know. I know, but I've weirdly become self-conscious about the way I look. Like the other day, I remember we were talking about... You've like become I, self-conscious about the way I look on my arm. No, I here. think it's bold and brave. <laughs> you said brave? For what? <coughs> no, I'm kidding. It looks great. Well, no, it's not to look great, but it's so interesting. I find your uncomfortableness with body hair is so interesting. I'm not uncomfortable with body you hair. You are so clearly Don't uncomfortable. Don't you point at me like you that. Are so can you, you need to admit it. You are so Sometimes clearly, I find body hair really attractive. So clearly uncomfortable with body hair on a woman. That is not true. That's 100% true. Stand down from that. I absolutely do not stand down. I do, I you had, stand down. No, you, you stand down. You looked my armpit here at least three times this isolation. Okay, I look... No, that, <laughs> that's not true. That was the first time I noticed it. That was the first time. Don't you dare. Don't you You're dare gonna... besmirch my name. My make false accusations about how much I'm looking at your body here. How dare you? And can I say this? You're crying. I'm so annoyed. Can I say this? On the shopping list of things we asked for, who was it who asked for the razors? Yeah, but it's like a weird... Who was it? Me. But I haven't shaved. Neither. Yeah, but that was more of just like a laugh, you know? I was just like, whether or not I Sometimes want Sometimes I to. think body hair's really hot. It's so funny. It's like seeing you unravel. It's like, <laughs> it's turned into sometimes I find body hair really hot. It's not I find my, body hair I on, don't like it on me. I'm uncomfortable with it on me. Yeah, but you are specifically, you were specifically, uh, you have something to do with it on, on the female body. I'm surprised by it. I'm surprised by it on you because it's not normally your go-to. Yes, it is. I'm the most hairy of your friends. 
That's not true. Who? Who else? I think Hannah's hairier than you. No, in ter- no, 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 sorry. In terms of growing the hair. Oh. Like, I don't shave no, my... Oh, that's not true. Who? Well, can we include family in this? My mum doesn't shave. <laughs> yeah, but okay. It's fine. <laughs> doesn't shave your her mom? underarms, I don't think. And? Mm. Yes, your great friends, your I've got your other mom. friends, but I don't want to call them out by I saying don't their names. Ca- I don't think it can counts. I, can I tell you I don't think it counts as, as when you refer to the person who's supposed to be your friend as mum. <laughs> Fine, then I won't include mum. I have other friends, but I'm not going to label them to you right now. I'll do it off the podcast. Yeah, you've got you got a shit. You, you, the, you are you not are my hairiest friend. Unraveling. You would yeah. love to think that you're my hairiest friend. I know I'm your hairiest friend. You would friend. love to think that you're my hairiest wow, friend. Wow, this is so incredible. You've lost all power here. <laughs> you've lost your power. You raised your voice and you lost your power. <laughs> you raised your voice and you lost your power. It's just so funny. I find it like it's weird because like my my immediate thing would be to be offended, but I know that I'm like not the weird one here. But I, what I what I but only because it just is it's 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 at odds with so much of your other because you are a person what, who wears what... a top like a top. So basically, if we categorize body hair on a woman as being uh, another <laughs> form of like natural naturalism that is oppressed, um, uh, that we are oppressed. I guess by the standards of not having it, getting rid of it in the same ilk as like not uh, wearing a bra or being topless. You are a person who is very comfortable being topless, showing breasts. And famously, you know, you, you, you're you uncomfortable with that. Yeah. I, no, I mean, I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm not used to that. You're uncomfortable with my nudity and you don't like it when I don't wear pants. No, I don't not like it. You constantly comment on it. No, your mum does. You also comment on it. I only comment on it when you have guests over. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I comment on it. I'm very used to it now. To the point where I won't notice it until I see like someone else is there. And I'm like, oh, that's that's maybe a bit weird. Like, you know. I mean, I'm not. Con- I would say I'm not confident enough yet to like be uh, hairy in terms of um, like if I was going to go in on something like someone other other I, a great my, amount. Of one of my first me. crushes was Julia Roberts, and she famously had hairy underarms on the red carpet. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing for you. Stop it! What annoys me so much about it is that, is that now I'm right. Can I know? Can I please articulate what annoys me about this? Is because you have painted me into a corner as having this um, opinion. And therefore, any reaction I have now, you can only use it and twist it to serve as proof that your opinion is correct. My opinion is correct. Yeah, that you, any reaction I have, whether it be laissez fear. <laughs> <laughs> you are just... A world... It's just a... <laughs> What's what's incredible is that like I think I want people to do whatever they want to do with their bodies and I have no stance on what they do or don't do. Fine. And it does not impact what I think of them. I do think it does. Do you in what way though? Because what do you think I think my- of you now that you are not shaving your underarms? I think you think I'm brave. <laughs> I was doing that as a joke. No, no, sorry. I think you. I think you think I'm bold and brave. <laughs> I was doing that as a gag, and the fact that you have used that against me goes against the contract of our relationship. I'm so confident in not shaving in the privacy of Corona Hotel. I Hotel haven't Corona. shaved. This is what is. This is what annoys me so much. I have not shaved during isolation. I am what do you, as Have you shaved your armpit, armpits? No, I haven't. Have you shown your armpits? Well, I don't wear sleeveless tops because I'm ashamed of my arms. <laughs> hey, you, do you know that. Do you think... Okay, this is a side note. Do you think once we come out of this, I should get lots of small tattoos? Yeah. I've told you that I find all tattoos attractive. Tattoos. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll drop it. I think tattoos, regardless of them, are hot. I just think they're hot. Oh, God. (sighs) 
I'm exhausted now. Yeah, I'm you got hit up. Feeling like I had to defend my honor. <sighs> yeah. And I was going to talk. I was going to talk about the fact that I've recently, um, because of all the FaceTiming I've been done, I've, I'm on a journey to. <laughs> on a journey to. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm on a journey to maybe get fillers. <laughs> oh my god! This is insane. And then you took it was so funny. So I was on the couch, and well, I was watching TV. Bags, just to be clear, yeah. And um, um, and then um, I was on the couch, and then I just saw Alice take a lot of photos of herself, <laughs> like a child who has gained access to an iPhone. <laughs> really funny. And then um. I was kind of like, what are you doing? And then like, then you were, you were putting your face through a series or you were icing your eyes. I was icing my eyes to see if it had any impact on the bags underneath them. Well, basically I, I was alerted to what you were doing because there was the clanking of ice. And I was like, what are you doing? I thought you were eating ice. No, I was, I was holding up a steel spoon to hold it against my, um, my eye, my eye bags to see if it had any impact and it didn't. And then I tried concealer and that also had no impact. And then after conversations with a friend, I'm thinking maybe I have to get fillers. Okay. You don't have to get fillers. No. And I really don't want to. I have a strange you relationship. You don't want to? I don't think so because, you know, fundamentally, I want... <laughs> you don't want to? No. no yeah. Okay. Go on. I sorry. think fundamentally I want people to be at peace with however their body is in the world. But, you know, I have a strange, like, I hate the way I look. Oh, but then, Alice. Alice. no, hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Not convince me. <laughs> At the end of the conversation, I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Don't hate the way you look. You go on, no, just go on. No, come on. No. I won't patronize you, though. Please, thank you. I've hated the way I look for a long time. I reckon the first 24 years of my life. Fuck, man. Maybe. But to be fair to me, it was reinforced by a lot of people around yeah, me and that I had fair, the right opinion on it. Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, so many people hate the way they look and it's just completely, everyone Absolutely. is wild. But then I, I then I just kind of made a decision like, well, this is it, you know? So then I kind of embraced it and I got less self-conscious and more confident, maybe around the age of 28. So mm. maybe it was 28 years. But now... We're in isolation and we're FaceTiming all the time and I'm really, and also being on TV and stuff, that made me feel really self-conscious in a way that I had not before because you get to see your body from every angle, Yeah, you know, and, and I hate that. But also on the one hand, I don't care. So I, was, I don't know. I was, yeah, it's very, it is very difficult because it's, be it's an intellectual, it's an intellectual, it's an intellectual, it's an intellectual, no, it's a, it's, um, your principles don't, like when you look in the mirror, you can't remember your principles sometimes like it's purely physical it's purely emotional it's not it's not intellectual you mean my specific principles no no i'm talking about like me as well oh, okay <laughs> maybe you should write your principles up on there on the, on the on the mirror i don't know what my principles are what are you kidding me okay no um, i think i do i think i do i think but, i do but, of course i don't want to get fillers but i'm just saying it's a no no no, no. i i i know what you mean though in terms of well this is the whole problem is that is that we see tangible benefits every day from altering the way we look especially in the industry that we are like it's literally financial gain that you like it's like you will make more money if you look this certain way or you are the certain way. And I think there's, it's a much more streamlined, like step-by-step process of that. There's one direction where you can go going, okay, I can just look better according to these standards rather than, you know, to judge your, output creatively is there's so many different directions in which you can uh, yeah, in, improve yeah, yeah. in or it's, it's very vague you know of, of how you improve in that kind of thing i do think it would be funny that like like i don't wear makeup really ever it'd be, funny. It'd be a gag it would be it'd be a funny fillers. gag if i got fillers no but i mean i don't wear makeup ever like there are things i could do that would be non-cosmetic surgery or whatever related that would objectively improve the way i looked like, you, want the just, no, like, you want the no makeup my hair. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't think you can get fillers before you start brushing your hair. <laughs> I really Honestly, think I it's look a at some of the cats of bad step. news and I'm like, fucking hell, there is a fucking bird's nest at the back of my head that yeah. no one told me about. But that is my vibe, I, I guess. I reckon, yeah. I was watching an old Funny Girl sketch actually the other day where I was like wearing like a two-piece swimming suit. And I was like, oh my God, why did I do Because I look like just not good. Not no. good. No, no, well, no. Look, no, I'll take that back. 
I do not look not good because there is no good and there's no bad when it comes to bodies. Beautiful. But. Beautiful. <laughs> God. Get that small tattooed on your body. <laughs> but I felt self-conscious in that moment due to the standards of semi-naked Just, bodies. Yes, sure. In, um, in you know, the media. Uh, but. I've always thought of you as quite a body confident person. Uh I think only in that I can't, I, I don't commit to things and I don't give enough of a, a shit. Like, I think my, I think thankfully I'm vain, but thankfully I'm more competitive in other elements than I am vain. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I would rather be better at other things than being better looking than other people. Yeah, totally. Sometimes um, I wonder if I just decided that my looks would never be my cachet and then I, and therefore well, yeah. I stopped caring about them also it's like the whole thing but it's like now if, maybe i need just to like put the brakes on that little no bit no comedians and, you know comedians shouldn't be hot i know that is true and i do believe that and i do comedians shouldn't be hot um because comedians being hot no comedians shouldn't be uh traditionally uh mainstream physically hot yes uh because what that proves is that comedians are still hot a lot of the time that means hotness is is about so much so many other things than standards of beauty that have been i mean beautiful people are fucking boring as well that's so true and i'm also aware that your own opinion of your like beauty and the way you look changes over time like when i was a kid and i did stand up about it the thing that i thought was the worst thing about me was that my right breast was bigger than my left and then you watched american beauty and it all changed why what happened in american beauty thora birch has one does bigger than the other yeah I don't remember that. Yeah, in the window when she shows... I mean, I watched it when I was like eight. Is that so. a part of the movie or is that just something no, you noticed? No, it's part of the movie. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Well, go back and rewatch but that Kevin Spacey's class, classic. Because I, I had a little savings fund of um, for plastic surgery. Did you? That I was eventually going to get done. But then I don't know when it happened. I just forgot about it. Did it even out? No. Really? Yeah, I've got one breast bigger than the other. Is it much bigger? Yeah. Oh. Especially when I had my period. Everyone's, but everyone has one that's big, a bit bigger than the other. It's like feet, right? No, no, this is like, oh, I'll show you right no, now. I know, I know, I know. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, whoa. <laughs> um, I, yeah, look. Anyway, whatever. Um, I mean, beauty and beauty standards are going to change after. I just want everyone out there to know, um, don't be disappointed. We both love the way that we look. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I mean, look, ugh. if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Fuck. This is very pertinent. Isn't this it? is it really is. And Jesus. I had not read that previous to the conversation. The mind or the body? Of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? But wait, so but this is annoying because it's, it's, it's introducing a variable that's like kind of unclear. It's like as a 90-year-old, how truly like mentally maybe like limited have I become? But also I guess if you have the mind of a 30-year-old, do you not get the wisdom of a 90-year-old? Or do you just get to keep the mind in terms of its – I think you get to keep the mind in terms of its functioning abilities. God. I want the mind. You want the mind? I want the mind. I want the body. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I want the body. Do you really, though? Uh, How fucking weird is I'd it going to ra- be? I think it would be worse to have a you're fully fu- you're functioning... You're fucking a 90-year-old. No, as a, a 30-year-old fully functioning, body. having the fully... Oh, good Lord. The fully... That's the washing machine, by the way. Uh... To having um, a fully, like, not fully functioning, because obviously your mind's fake, but, you know, uh, the 30-year-old capable mind or whatever in a body that perhaps is unable to do the things you'd want to do. I'd see, my, my perspective on that is slightly different because I already have that. 
in a, in a sense, you know, like there are lots of things that I want to do that mm. I can't physically do right. on account of my back, numerous back injuries. Sure. Where I'm excluded from doing those things already. And I would say, not that bad. Not that bad at all. So what are you going to do with that mind? Crosswords. I actually can't really do them right now, though. <laughs> so, but, like, I would love to be able to keep working until I'm 90 with, like, the same sharpness, like, cognitive sharpness Fuck, yeah, maybe you're right. that I would have now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wouldn't... Like, if I had the physica- physicality of... like, I kind of already have the physicality of a 90-year-old. I can't run. Uh, I, I don't think you have the physicality of a 90-year-old. Of a fit 90-year-old? Yes, a very fit 90-year-old. I'm a fit 90-year-old. It is a terribly hard question. Also kind of like I a, can't run if I lay in bed too long, I guess. <laughs> I, think it's I can't a sit in certain chairs. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. No, stop it. Okay. I, I mean, I can't do lots of that stuff, but only because out of choice. True. Do you have a secret? This is number two because we're catching up. So we're going to do three questions today. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Oh! That's horrible. This is the question, number seven. I hate it. You don't have a hunch about how you'll die? Fuck, that's so terrible. No. No, because if I say it, it will jinx me. This is evil. Okay. I think I get cancer in my Oh 80s. my God, don't In say my that. 80s. Don't say that. In my 80s. Fuck. Oh my God. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Oh, that's me and you in this. Oh God. Come on, please. Um, our I under, I our underarm here. I'll uh, go first. Oh, you want to have a hunch about how you'll die? Um, no, I actually can't. Okay, fair enough. I have got a hunch about how you <laughs> I'd rather ha- you have a hunch than I have a hunch. Because if you're right, then at least I won't. Um, no, hit by know. a car oh when God. you're 87 at a pedestrian crossing. 87? Yeah. Oh, bullshit. But I don't think you die right away, so your family and friends have time to come around you. I don't know about hit by a car. That's really violent. I kind of think it would be okay. No, no, no. I've been hit by a car before and it's not so bad. I want to die. I would die it in my sleep. It happens really quickly. I die in my sleep. Okay, you die in your sleep. Fine. Peacefully. Okay, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. You have to answer this one first. Three things that we appear to have in common. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um... Mm. Both like food. Mm-hmm. Both pretty. Um, oh, uh, it's harder. It's it's easier to say what's different about us because I yeah, feel well, like that's why this is a challenge to you. Three things we have in common. In common. Yeah. How, don't say that like it's a phrase. Competitive. Knowledge. Yes. Um, food, competitive, and like going to the movies. <laughs> what are yours? I think we both got similar vibes in terms of like liking community and shit. Oh yeah, you don't believe so? Sort of. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think so. We're both horny but unfulfilled. Oh god, yeah, that's true. Um, on account of the lockdown. I think, I think, you know, I think the fact that we talk about it so much, I had this in an interview uh, uh, once about, uh, with a, with a person who was like, do you think because you talk on, on stage so much about how, like about maybe past relationships or, you know, how things didn't work out or how you are as a person and being very honest about that is actually keeping you from being in a relationship? Anyway. I had a dream last night. I think he's right. Aside from the nightmare, I had another dream that um, I was at the Met Ball, um, but I got stuck in an elevator. Okay. Uh, But outside, when an elevator opened up, there was Taylor Swift and her boyfriend was running toward her. So I think that proves that wrong. Um, What? Well, she talks about relationships a lot and she's found love. Yeah, that's true. Um, Community, horniness... And um, we both do this podcast. Very true. Mother. <sighs> Fuck, maybe we're not meant to be friends. <laughs> no, I think it's that we've got so much in common that it's actually, it's futile to um, 
kind of suggests what we have that's incom- like it's too much maybe maybe it's too real maybe we are very different people I think we are fundamentally different <laughs> yeah in a good way I think um don't you think though that friendships or you know relationships don't work if the people are exactly the same yeah fuck yeah I had no interest in being with somebody who um would be like exactly the same who would be you. exactly like me yeah all of my friends are quite different to me, I would say. Yeah. It'd be boring. I was thinking this yesterday. Uh, so I was last when night. I, I was people similar to me. I'm like, oh. I had a, do you ever, uh, do you ever have, I have this like, I had this less often as I got older, but I, I still have it a lot. Um, I was listening to, I was watching, I was listening to a lot of Joe Pera last night. I love Joe Pera. <laughs> I love him so much. Oh my God. I was giggling away. I love Joe Pera. The sweetest, smoothest voice. Oh my fucking God. I actually fell asleep to him. His, his recording yeah. asleep. It was actually very beautiful. And then I was like, Oh my, but then I got a sudden pang of like, um, Oh, I hate myself. Like, because Joe Pera, he's so amazing. And it's like, I'm like, I was like, Oh, I'm so the opposite of that sometimes. Or like, you know, I'm not like that when you see when you really like someone that represents things that are opposite to you or different to you I think do you ever find it rebounds on it and you go well I hate myself because if I love that person so much then what I am fundamentally must be wrong and then so then and then you get into a spiral of going I get into a spiral of going everything about my personality is bad sure and I can't change that yeah which is crazy I understand where you're coming from, but I don't feel the same. Well, then I thought, then I thought, like in bed last night alone, talking to no one, obviously, but in my head, I was kind of like, I guess the whole world needs different personalities because, (laughs) you know, it would be really boring if people didn't have different personalities and all the same. Anyway, good night. And like, that was my takeaway from the end of the night. I was like, it was like such a weird thing. I just was thinking about like, you know, just stupid like why do i even tweet why do in the way i tweet and the way i speak and all this stuff it's just oh, so come bad on, please don't be like that about yourself but uh, you know it's it's this thing of that inspires me to like oh i need to reinvent myself or i need to chill or i just need to like stop i was like oh i was that i was like i need to stop doing the podcast oh my god because <laughs> i was like i'm showing too too much of myself oh you want to hold back more i think i need to hold back more okay well let's take a break what for the podcast yeah or i can still do the podcast but i'm just gonna hold back more (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could hold back actually no i don't it's fundamental to my personality that i can't hold back anything i guess i guess there are negatives and positive there's flaws there's flaws and every everyone has flaws as a kid as a teenager a kid i never understood the concept of why always people would always be like everyone's got flaws Everywhere, like adults are always talking yeah. about everyone has flaws, okay? So you just got to accept people's flaws and accept your own flaws. And I didn't kind of understand that until I realized that I deeply, I'm deeply flawed as well. Fuck yeah. I can't, I, sometimes I can't even conceive of how many flaws I have. And I'm like, oof, come on. Because there's an equal and opposite like reaction to everything, right? Like to have a, positive attribute there will be by some other person's you know standards or whatever or or perspective a flaw to that you know what I mean absolutely like I'm aware that there are some reasons that people love me Mm. and that those exact same reasons will be the reasons why other people hate me yeah and that is quite like you've talked about that before I think oh okay all right well I'll shut up about it no 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 anyway so spiral alert (laughs) fucking (laughs) hell doing a bit and it's so annoying when you threw that to me now i'm spiraling because i'm fucking pissed off <sighs> anyway i've got an email here from connor of melbourne connor thank you so much for um reaching out and for saying that you're a proud sned head oh uh, that really means a lot to us she needs it right now yeah she's asked if we can talk about the situation in australia from an outsider but still our friend perspective i think the world needs to hear it well basically australia seems fucked too yeah it? i i but I mean, your prime minister is an absolute piece of shit 
cunty motherfucker. Yeah. And when that is your leader, I mean, you're already struggling from the get go. And I'm really sorry that that is the case because you must I feel am, like. But stop voting him fucking in. Yeah, I know, but like, Alice, it's a huge country. It's a fucking huge country. That's the issue. We can't have countries with more than five million people. And I <laughs> mean it. that sincerely. <laughs> I think America and I think Australia and I think China and I think Russia and I think all of these countries should all be broken up into um, countries of five million people well, with free borders. The UK in the UK, well. every country that's over five million needs to be broken up. Well, yeah, I mean, although Canada seems to have their shit together. A oh, bit. okay. Well, then now it just becomes a mood uh, mood check. <laughs> if you're chill and over five million, like, yeah, okay, you can say a country or whatever. Um, I mean, no, the, 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 the implications and complications of that are vast and terrifying. If you were to do that, yeah, but. But I, th- but there, but you know, it's it's an interesting idea. I was getting really wound up about this last night, and I think I even said it to someone where I was like, basically, the world is doomed because we put the interests of the rich above the poor, and I think that's the fundamental issue, yeah. honestly. And it's like if you went into this pandemic with a government who fundamentally doesn't care and lead with compassion and like values of like human well-being at its forefront, then that's not going to change during the pandemic. Like that's just gonna, that's just gonna be highlighted. I got so wound up last night watching fucking Joe Biden talk about Trump's response to coronavirus. Yeah, why? Completely. What, what? What was the bad thing about it? Oh, he just like I haven't seen it. Couldn't string a sentence together. Yeah. He couldn't string a fucking sentence together. And I was like, this is the best you've got. Mm-hmm. Like this is it. And I got really wound up. So <sighs> I love Melbourne. In terms of Australia, well, just to say, just to that, with the just, rest of it. just to that though, isn't it funny that like utilitarianism isn't even capitalism? Like, if we were truly in a society where we were quite evil, you know, I, I think I don't you, believe in utilitarianism. Well, no, neither do I. Okay. But if for, for 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 like logic's sake, in terms of like, I feel like a lot of people. Um, there's like a lot, of, a lot of annoying people in terms of like, I guess the argument of going like, uh, of not trying to help these people who are like being like, this is just, this just happens. This just happens. Viruses happen. All of this shit. Yeah. And, uh, you can't do anything about it. That's like a very like cynical, dark kind of yeah, I outlook on think it. it is. But yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people hold that theory because they're their numbers. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I will. I will. It's horrible. I want a direct I line to them. It's it's awful. It's awful because it's like, yeah, I'm just only describing like a handful of people who like who. It's people who try to like, I guess maybe it's survival theorize. of the fittest. I yeah. mean, that's what the theory comes down to, right? Yeah, and theorize on uh, from this. But what it's so funny because it's like the ability to theorize it, uh, theorize about it absolutely shows your your cards in terms of your privilege and, and that you are able to theorize about yes, it. You're in not a position of being actively threatened by it. So like the only people I've heard talk about all this stuff are people who are not at risk of it. So yeah, that's true. Although I don't know. I, I will say this, that like, as I think that people should be reflecting on the governments that they elect and the leaders should be reflecting on the type of leaders they are. I've also found that it's made me go like, oh, what kind of fucking engagement do I have with the world? Because when this virus was just in China mm. and it was just ravaging China, oh, completely. like my engagement with that as an issue was zero no, minimal yeah. i was looking at it and i was like fuck that's a shitty thing that's happening to china 100%. but like it's not you know there are shitty things happening all over the world all of the time therefore i won't engage with it the minute it hit our like experience of the world mm-hmm. and threatened the lives of like the people that i love that's when i became like wound up and engaged with it as an issue and it and it just shows how easy it is i think to conceive of people who aren't like proximate to you, physically proximate to you. But isn't that that as yeah objects? But that's the out of sight, out of mind thing, isn't it? Like a philosophical yeah, thing Peter of, Singer about yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you save the you save the drowning kid in the puddle, but you don't save the kid who's dying overseas or whatever? Yeah, and 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 it's and it's it's part of it. You have to be kind on yourself because I mean, it I'm is so a out of my depth as someone fa- who failed philosophy. <laughs> But it's a hard thing to, fa- it's it's because certain things have to be unfathomable for us to survive in the world. 
Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Yes, I'm not suggesting that like we should all come out of this pandemic and immediately go no. to developing countries and like destroy them with our volunteer tourism. But I'm also, can I just say this as well? Because my friend um, Sophie, who listens to the podcast, hello Sophie and hello Nick, unauthorized shout out, unauthorized, yeah. and Rosa, if you're listening, but I don't know if Rosa listens anymore. Um, um, but Sophie, yeah, we were talking about you know we were checking in on all our friendship group and stuff, and um, and. She was like, yeah, this reminds me of the time I had to quarantine for a month when I was in Brazil for swine flu. And swine flu ravaged through mm. S- South America and, like, and like you know, at the, and, and bits of Asia and stuff. And it was awful. And it was like a kind of a... a blip on our radar. Yeah. It yeah. was like... Exactly. And so it's, it's I don't know, it's... It's, uh, it's really hard because, like, the engagement that we currently have with this issue is unsustainable. Yes. In the sense that, like, even if we're living through it, it's impossible to stay at, like, the heightened levels of, like, anxiety and engagement that we currently have now. So that, too, will dissipate. I guess I'm going, like, how can you take... I don't know. I, I'm still figuring it out. How do you meaningfully engage with stuff that's not happening to you in a constructive way? Because mm-hmm. I don't believe that it's useful just to be like, oh. But in, 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 in certain, um, to defend your position there, in terms of, you know, when it was happening in China, that was, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't, like, we couldn't really fathom it. We live in a world now where we are able, we are constantly in communication. It's, a, it's globalization. We, uh, uh, we've got news. We know what's going on there hundreds of years ago we wouldn't know that do you know what i mean yeah that's true and we so are exposed to more information you're exposed to way more information like we wouldn't know what like we, we that information would be semi-useless to us you know hundreds and hundreds of years ago yeah that's true so also what you said to say we were saying about you know there should be countries should be way smaller it's like that reflects kind of a position of going you should be um, more aware of just the kind of immediate your immediate surroundings and survival and security. So yeah, so like that's and so it's smaller groups of of you know people that you are kind of uh, communities that you're caring for and like strengthening. So in that case, it's like obviously you, we should be engaging and trying to like you know help I mean, people on on the other side of the world and stuff but then also there is a thing of like, like a phrase or something like solve global issues locally or something so, yeah, or, so, yeah, or, yeah. or maybe i just um came up with it just wow then. get it on the merch yeah get it on <laughs> you merch no i think that actually refers to like climate change it's like buy local local mm-hmm. so that buy you local lo- <laughs> local is this local <laughs> Portlandia, correct? But I think there's something to be said for that as well. It's like if you can focus your efforts mm-hmm. on your surroundings in a meaningful way, mm-hmm. if everybody was doing that, yes, then the net positive outcome would improve. Oh, Meredith is getting into the compost now. Oh, everyone's having a hoon on that compost. Oh, right, we better get in amongst it. And um, also Connor uh, asked uh, about... Um, how they can have Skype sex because they uh, don't even want to see their face on screen. Um, and to that I say, you've probably got a beautiful face and you should absolutely get it on screen and you shouldn't be shy about that. But if you are shy about that... Mm-hmm. I would be shy about Skype sex. And, and, and not, not for any, I would anything to do with um, face stuff. But like I have to say, like most of the time when I'm having actual sex, I'm not like fucking getting my mug in there. You know, like I'm not like looking deeply into the eyes sure. of someone yeah absolutely. i am very much closing my eyes and kind of just you know thinking of something else <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i do i think i do do that and say, no, no not that i, I go into a, the sh- the shadow realm of sex where you're you have to buy into it we've talked about this like you know you, you have, have to, to change your personality during sex. absolutely and yeah. you have to be like not tapped into other you like distractions are mm. bad like all that stuff. And I think there's maybe lots of distracting elements when it comes to Skype sex stuff. But as we say, you know, the brain is one of the sexiest organs sometimes. Yeah. And I think... We do I say think, that. We do say that. We are famous for saying that. We are famous for saying that. I actually heard that I'm dipsy. Mm. Um, and um, I think there are maybe more inventive... Not more inventive, but there are inventive... Um, 
support kind of you know Absolutely. things you can you can put amongst Skype sex. It should be a build up to that. You shouldn't go straight into Skype. No, sex. I think you could start with sexy text potentially. Sexy text, sexy text, sexy voice notes, sexy f- uh, photos. Then maybe a call. Treat it like a slippery slope. Exactly. Maybe write a letter. Start off small. Yeah. But well, here's what I think makes it difficult, right? Is that when you are having sex with somebody in real life, to slip into that zone where you're a, a different kind of person is a lot easier because, uh, like, yeah. they're there and you're like, you have like this physical sensation that's like driving that forward. Whereas, like, when you're on the phone or it's harder to like mm-hmm. read that and get that. But I would say it's just a matter of practice. And in terms of seeing yourself on screen, like, just remember that the other person loves what they're looking at, you know? Yeah, I think... um, But I get it's hard. And I'm so sorry for you that you have to be separated from your boyfriend at this shitty time. Yeah, and I'm also sad. Sorry that you have to be in Australia, but some fucking morons are at the beach. And I'm sorry you're in Melbourne, which is one of the best cities in the world, in my opinion. And I, I very agree. much, I very much miss uh, it. And um, so... Would you date someone via Zoom right now? Date someone oh, via Zoom? Yeah, like on a Tinder date. That's what that's what Connor's asked. Um, I'm more of a email person. I'd rather build a relationship on an email. I'm not very good face to face, but I'm good. I'm we good. I'm good on the old. I agree. What? Oh, no, about no, me. No, 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 no. I agree that like messaging is like a less confronting. Well, like this, this goes for any relationship, regardless of when you are entering it or, you know, where it's operating, whether it's a global pandemic or, you know, the pre-pandemic world. Um, it's, it's like you have to eke out those first moments and the moments where you don't know someone that well for so long. Because, you know, once you get every, every step you take towards becoming closer to a person, the, like, the mystery goes. And there's yeah. something exciting in that to, I agree. to, to kind of extend that is really cool and exciting. Anyway, um, I'm going to draw some more tattoos on my body. I think that's the end of the episode, everyone. It was a fucking long one as well. I know, we really got... Um, Thanks to everyone who keeps emailing in. Honestly, keep them coming. They're the the best part of our day. We're trying to do our best to respond to everyone, whether it be on the podcast or with mm. vibes um but no please uh, we love your emails please keep emailing and um we read every single one of them so, we really um, do and, and we like, talk I, about I, them I w- amongst ourselves we do i wake up and i read every single one of the emails so yeah. and it's so delightful to hear from you and even if you've emailed them before give us another email update us you know it's 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 and we will get through some of them but today clearly we were um well i was caffeinated so yeah and i was um destroyed earlier by my lack of a feminist stance on body here absolutely destroyed (laughs) um stay safe keep clean and keep up with the kardashians up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 